Ladies and gentlemen, we are back on the Mickey Zizzy podcast, as you've seen from the script we here. Now, picture this. It's 2016, and the basketball gym is packed at Mount Vernon. It's loud, and the kids shooting with form no one has ever seen before shoots the ball. Ice cream, Austin's blast from way downtown over the mic, and the crowd goes wild. Simple times. One of the best three-point shooters I've ever seen. If I have ever have to have a person shoot a three or play horse against the Monstars, I'm choosing him. Quite the golfer as well, and one of the biggest hype men of all time. He is a member of the Iowa Hawkeye basketball program. Ladies and gentlemen, Redshirt Junior Austin Ash. How's it going, Mickey? Good to be here. Hey, it's going really well. I'm super excited to get you on. I know when we first started this podcast and doing interviews, we were definitely one of the guys I wanted to interview. Yeah, for sure. Um, looking forward to chatting up with you about what's going on, basketball and everything. Sounds good. Of course, yeah. So I know you are a huge Lakers fan, and that's been you know the biggest news that sports is back and NFL starting mm-hmm. next week. But uh, are your Lakers in trouble? I know they play tonight. That's why we're trying to get this interview in. But uh, it's one-to-one against the Rockets. Yeah, um, about, I watch about every game. Uh, the Rockets are an interesting team. Um, they shoot a lot of threes, so – they're never out of the game, but I think the Lakers are fine. Um, just got to limit their three-point shots. Get LeBron going early, pound the ball inside. I think they'll be fine. I like the way they're looking right now. Yes, I was definitely one of the biggest believers first round after that game won that Portland and six, Portland and six, and instead right. it was Lakers and five. Yeah. So I'm not going to pull that trigger too early this time with Houston. I'm going to see how tonight goes. But like you said, they have they can always stay in the game. I know they were down by 20 in game two, and they came back by the third quarter, and I was just like, whoa, we got ourselves a ball game. Now I'm drawn back into the game. Yeah, it can, it can happen in a hurry. Uh, Harden, Westbrook, Gordon, House, Green, they, they just let it fly. They got a good strategy. I think the system's made to beat a team like the Lakers, so see how it works out for them. You definitely said it. I know that this team is definitely a small ball team, and that being with P.J. Tucker, I'm actually a big fan of P.J. Tucker. But yeah, if you have far. Russell Westbrook perform like he did where it was very underperforming, then that team is definitely going to struggle like they did. Right. And then on the other end, I mean, Anthony Davis just got put on the uh, all-NBA first defensive team. He is phenomenal. I think he is the best player on that Lakers squad. And all the bench players really balled out in that game, too. You know, we had Rajon Rondo come along, uh, came alive being that playoff Rondo, et cetera. And then Markreef Morris, I forget if that's yeah. right, Morris. Yeah. Four for four starting out from three. What and, is that? Yeah, in about a three-minute span. You, know, you see one go, that, that hoop starts to look a little bigger. You get wide open threes out from LeBron and all those guys. So I wasn't surprised after he got a couple going. I thought he might go for six or seven. I did as well. He was shooting, make, shoot, make. I'm like, what is going on? This man has never been that big of a key on this Lakers offense. And then he's that role player that they needed. Yeah. It's it's it, it's anybody off that bench that can step up. You know, you'd think it'd be Kuzma every game, but it can be Caruso, Rondo. I mean, Dwight Howard's played some big minutes in games. You just never know. Yeah, they have so many big-time players' names. I mean, when we were younger, you know, Rajon Rondo when he was right. on Celtics, Dwight Howard when he was in Magic, and, you know, even JaVale McGee I've been a huge fan of in his roles on teams. Yeah. And I do – just because LeBron's on there, I'm not too big of the Lakers fan, but uh, mm-hmm. just the, some of those guys they have on there, definitely the pieces that he needs. Yeah. No, so, a lot of guys that 
not in their primes anymore, but guys have been experienced and played a lot of playoff games. So we'll see. I take it that the Lakers are your championship favorite here for the bubble playoffs. Yep, that's who I'm going with. All right, who are they going to play real quick in the East? Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna roll with the Heat. Heat like oh, okay. I know my co-host Zizzy is a huge Heat fan, and okay. I know my Celtics. If we get that game against the Raptors here in Game Five, um, no, Game Six because it's uh, tied up. Um, they'll be a tough battle against that Heat team because they are streaking. Yeah. yeah, they're playing really well. I mean, their defense has been unbelievable. And Giannis, it's been fun to watch so far. Awesome. That's great. I love talking a little bit NBA. Definitely needed to with all the hype that's going around with that. But now I want to talk about you and get to know you, get the people who are listening to know about you because you are such an awesome person. And starting it off, I have sent you the questions earlier, but who taught you how to shoot? I don't know if it's much changed from high school. I just remember your shot form, which is so like different. I'm like, how does that go in? You know, looking yeah. from afar. Um, yeah. And you know, I get asked about that a lot um, by different people. I was actually, when I, we played at Indiana, the boosters from the Indiana team were asking me about it. I was shooting. They go, you don't miss, but what, what is that form you got there? And I, I don't really don't think about it too much. Uh, growing up, my dad uh, installed the basics into me. And I started to shoot deeper and deeper. Um, and I think that kind of affected my shot a little bit. But my dad and my coaches growing up never really had a reason to change it as I was always shooting the ball at a high percentage. So, and the same with the coaches here at Iowa. They, have, they haven't touched it. So I just kind of ran with it. You know, I haven't had a reason to change it. I've never really had a long shooting slump where I've been like, well, my mechanics are off. I need to fix this. But I really just try to focus on my balance, holding the follow through. And I just kind of let the let the rest happen. It just kind of happened over the years, um, playing by myself all the time in the driveway with, with Adam Kettleson, who you know. Oh, um, yeah. And everything like that. But, yeah, I mean, I get asked about it a lot. It's interesting. Um, but I just think you just got to kind of go with what works for you. That is so cool to see the Iowa Demon play with that. I know, just trying to make a reference real quick. You know, to Lonzo Ball, you know, he had that funky shot kind of whatnot, but his shots weren't going in. Right. Yours does, so you know what. Don't fix what ain't broke. It's yeah. kind of the mentality is what I'm hearing. And yes, mm-hmm. also a big shout out to a big slinky good old Adam Kettleson. Y'all came over to Mount Vernon. I think my eighth grade year it would have been yep. your seventh grade. Yep. And ever since then, y'all were definitely the big time ballers. And he's doing great things on the Iowa baseball team. I'm going to try to get him on here as well. On um, sure. that lefty pitcher, and he's doing great things as well. So moving forward with another question, like we said, you're on the Hawkeyes. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't you have some kind of mural or like painting of, you know, Hawkeye basketball on your wall, anything like that? Yeah. Um, when I moved, when I was about six years old, uh, my dad and I would think about what to put in my room. And we had this uh, frame with a picture of, it, of a boy dreaming, looking at, car- like um, looking up and then there's, it goes to Carver Hawkeye Arena. And then we kind of rolled with that and changed a few tweaks. But, um, yeah, it's a little boy holding the ball, um, looking up, and he's uh, it zooms into, like, Iowa, Iowa State with a guy from Iowa scoring at the buzzer. And that was actually in my room when I was about eight years old. So I just kind of had that to look up to growing up. Like, that's the goal. That's why I'm doing all this, to try to get that opportunity to play for the University of Iowa. And, you know, the stars aligned, and um, it's been great so far. This that's just like movie like stuff to me, and I absolutely love it. Like you just look at that picture, that mural every day. You're looking at, looking at, and you were that kid when I first met you. You know, even in seventh grade, you kind of look at it like that's my goal. Yeah, that's my goal. So I just think that's so cool that you had something like that just to look up to. For sure. Yeah. Actually, another thing add on to that. My in eighth grade, we were supposed to write like um, 
the letter about like where we think we'll go to college and then you, you turn it in and then the English teacher sends it back to you. And I actually wrote down that I'll be playing basketball at the University of Iowa in eighth grade. So that, and I didn't, I didn't remember writing that. I just remember getting that letter back um, at graduation from my teacher in eighth grade. That is even more cool. That's like, and like the dreams came true. And I think it's all the hard work and just the hours, hours. I've always known you as that guy that's going to be shooting hoops, you know, or doing something to perfect your craft and whatnot. So right. that is awesome. Moving forward, though, just kind of with that, um, kind of your, let's well, moving up to Iowa. We won't talk too much about that yet. But when you were growing up and growing older, working on your craft, like we were saying, who are some of the best players that you have played with? And if so, if they are at Iowa, you can mention them as well. But I kind of want to give some yeah. of them a shout out. Um, Growing up. I played school team, obviously, but I played travel team as well. So I had guys like A.J. Green, who's doing big things now at UNI. Um, he's a really good player I played with. Um, Austin Fife, who also goes to UNI. Um, and then, obviously, playing with Luca now, I'd have probably have to say best player on my team that I've ever played with. I'd have to go with him. Um, he's been doing some miraculous things. Um, those are some few names. Uh, I did play with Tiger Campbell a little bit growing up. Okay. So I played for UCLA now. Um yeah, those are just a few names to mention. You also mentioned it. We can go to it right now, though. But Luca Garza, right? Hopefully I said his last name right. I was sure yes. I can pronounce it wrong. Yeah. Um, just how good is he? I mean, we've been seeing it in the news and whatnot, but you get to see him every day. I think I met him your freshman year, actually. I remember he came and he was seven foot whatever. He's so much taller than I am. But how good is he really? I mean, yeah, he's big time, um, as you saw on TV and – He's just a worker. I mean, um, I remember seeing him freshman year, and I was like, this guy, just he just puts in the time. Um, he's in the gym first. He's in the gym last. Um, I mean, I still think he has another uh, gear to get to. And I think that's why coming back was a good decision for him. I think he can improve his uh, draft stock even more. But, yeah, people don't realize the hours that um, those guys put in to get to that level. Um, I actually averaged more points this year in college than he did in high school, which is crazy <laughs> to think about. Not many guys can um, say that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he's, he's a phenomenal player. If he has anybody smaller than him in the post, um, he can pretty much put on two points. Um, and the guy's an incredible shooter, too, out the NBA range. So it'll be, I'm looking forward to this season and um, his professional career after that as well. I know I did see him saying, I'm back. And it got me even some, you know, excitement inside because I love watching you all play. But how excited were you when you got that kind of – did he tell you first before he put it on social yeah. media? Yeah, so uh, what happened was it was the night before, and we're actually all our roommates. It was uh, Nico Hobbs, Michael Bear, Connor McCaffrey, Luca, and I. And we're all just uh, in the kitchen. You know, I think we were actually playing sequence, which is like a board game, card game yep. type of game. It was it was probably eleven thirty. I go, I look at Luke. I go, you're really not going to make me wait till noon tomorrow. Are you? <laughs> and uh, actually, I don't know if you saw the video of the Wolf of Wall Street where he says I'm not leaving. Yep. So I actually texted one of our managers, uh, Dylan Mahoki, to make that video before I knew his decision. Just just a little added pressure. Like can't let these guys down. We made a video for you and everything. So I sent him to that earlier in the week, and then um, he kind of like left after we. I put a little pressure on him, and then. He uh, sent that into our house group chat, and then we all kind of huddled up and went pretty crazy for about, I'd say, three or four minutes of just jumping up and down. It was a pretty cool moment. That is so cool. That's the kind of content I'm loving right here with this interview. And just yeah. to think about oh, your good friend and one of your housemates, you know, you're talking about these guys who you room with and et cetera. And I look at them on the TV. I'm like, these are the guys I'm cheering on. These are the Go Hawks, and you get to play with them, work right. with them, and you get the behind the scenes works of, I ain't leaving. 
You yeah. know, like that's just gotta be electric, man. I love that. Yeah, it was really cool. I'll never forget it. Oh, without a doubt. But moving uh, forward here, Austin, this is some great stuff. How is the team going to be next year? Can you kind of give me a recap, a little preview, if we have the seasons? Hopefully we do. But uh, how good is this Iowa Hawkeye team going to be? You don't lose too much. No, we don't. Um, it's a season really looking forward to. I think a lot of Iowa fans have been looking forward to for a long time. Um, like we bring back, I don't even know, percentage of our scoring, but it's a lot. Um, I think there will be a season. I, I say I'm not an expert, but I think there will be a season of some sorts. Um, so that's good. But – you know, we're going to shoot the ball a lot. We're going to shoot a lot of threes. Um, going to play fast like always, but we're going to be a high-paced team, score a lot of points, hopefully try to score more than our opponents on most nights. Um, but got a chance to compete for a Big Ten title, NCAA title. Um, everything's in the works for this next season, so it should be a really fun year. Like you said, you bring back so many key pieces of that team. And this Iowa Hawkeye team is just fun to watch. Like you said, shooting threes. If you're not even a basketball fan, threes get you excited. You play really right. fast pace, and y'all can jump through the roof and dunk the ball as well. Like you do all the fun things, mm-hmm. and it works, and it's successful. So I'm really excited to be watching as well. Yeah, it should be really fun. And all these guys coming back have gotten even better. Um, I've seen them this summer. Guys improving their jumpers. Um everything like that. And the team, the team chemistry is just very high as well, which helps. I do think that is a big thing. And like you said, I'm very optimistic as well. I think there will be a season. I know they're trying to work out some kinks for possibly having big 10 football. I've been hearing thoughts of a vaccine November 1st, et cetera. Cause I get all that Apple news jazz, yeah. but uh, I'm very optimistic. And if anything, they'll do it kind of like a bubble, no fans, everyone just plays. I know kind of like a bit with the NFL. I think that's what they right. should do to push forward. And if someone does test positive, okay, you have a 14-day uh, quarantine like they do in high school ball right now. So I'm very optimistic for the season as well. Yeah. any. I mean, like at this point, we'll take anything. We just all want to play. So we'll take whatever we can get, whether it's a bubble or no fans. We'll be happy with whatever we get. And you have enough support, too, from the Iowa. I mean, the Iowa Hawks are Iowa's professional team in some instance. Right. So they're going to watch it no matter what. The, maybe if any mm-hmm. the TV ratings are going to go through the roof. Yep, for sure. So moving forward, um, how is it, though, playing in that arena with all those fans around? I mean, that's, like you said, kids dream of that stuff. But when you first went in, I remember seeing the videos – you know, of you going in and hitting those three pointers, and I'm going absolutely nuts because I'm like, <laughs> I know this, but how does it feel like actually just going in there? Was it super nervous, butterflies, etc.? Yeah, I mean, especially I'm, I'll be going in my fourth year this year, um, but those first couple of years, you checking in for the first time, it is a different feeling. I mean, for sure, um, after playing these high school places, and I mean, the, the amount of people there and the the atmosphere is just different. Um, but it's really cool feeling. You know, you get you get used to it eventually, but I'll, I still have a smile on my face every time I run through that tunnel. You know, when I'm wearing an Iowa jersey with all these all these fans supporting us. Um, but yeah, it's it really is, it was surreal the first couple times doing it, but definitely gotten used to it by now, um, which helps. Yeah. So continue on with this Hawkeye basketball. What is kind of your role? I always see you as one of the biggest hype men, if not like on the court, someone's pulling you back because you get so excited. But what do you think one of the biggest things you contribute to the Iowa Hawkeyes? Yeah, um, I'm typically the point guard on the scout team, um, which we spend a lot of time doing that a couple of days before practices. So if we play Michigan State coming up, I'll study Cassius Winston and try to do the things he does in practice so the guys can get used to guarding that. Um, 
So I really uh, take ownership on that, try to get the guys. We have to memorize a lot of the plays of the other teams, um, stuff like that, because it's really that we get about 20 minute run through to run through the other team's plays and to get the starters and the guys that are playing a lot of minutes ready for those games. So we don't take that lightly. And then I'm, I'm always just trying to cheer guys on. And uh, if, so, if someone makes a bad play, I'll try to pick them up. Or I'm trying to just always bring guys together um, and keep positivity high, even when things aren't necessarily going our way. Um, but I just I try to do whatever I can to help the team. I'm always ready. Um, if a couple guys go down or um, we need a shooter last minute of a game, I mean, I'm always ready. But I just try to do whatever I can to help the team, really, wherever they need me. And that you're the type of teammate I'm trying to show my – athletes today as I am a coach the little things like you said I'm trying to study what the other team does at their point guard position to make my team better I did the same thing uh, for my team a few weeks ago for the football team of coaching at scout quarterback they did all the triple option stuff and I was doing it because like I was having fun and this is what they need to get better if they're seeing someone who does exactly what the other team's gonna do right and And you being that teammate is what you know I try to instill on them too but go on yeah, I mean, at that level, it's just you want you really got to be prepared because a team like Michigan State is going to play so much differently than a team like Wisconsin, who's playing slower, rather than Michigan State's pushing the ball and they're trying to score within five seconds of the shot clock. So it's just really um, trying to get all these players on our team informed so they know um, what they're going to see on that upcoming game. So all that, you know, that's some of the stuff I did not know, and I – Absolutely love it. But, you know, mm-hmm. the, also on the, the Benchergy, I know uh, coach at Cornell College for Volleyball, Jeff Meeker, calls it ben, Benchergy. And you definitely have it. And it, it's not just in basketball. It's in anything ever since I've known you. It's anything that you do, you're that excited. You know, you're getting really excited if we're playing 2K, if we're playing cards, <laughs> you know, we're getting yeah. that excited. Yeah. So I think it's definitely a personality trait for you. Yeah, I try to be positive at really anything I do. Um, I'm a very competitive person, as you know, whether it's playing cards or <laughs> playing knockout or 2K or Euchre. Um, I don't like to lose. Um, so I I'm always have positive, positive energy, and I don't take any type of competition lightly, which can be a positive and a negative sometimes. But, yeah, I, I really try to bring that positive spirit in anything I do. I am completely the same thing I do inside my classroom, and I do that wherever I go. And like you said, competitive, I am very competitive as well. Mm-hmm. Like you said, if it's nothing, I could be playing shoots and ladders. I'm still going to be like, all right, right. I'm going to beat yeah. you. 100%. Against my you know, 11-year-old sister, I'm still going to try to win. So this is great stuff. Moving forward with our interview, though, um, we're going to move a little bit away from basketball besides talking about um, your dad. I know your dad has been a really big influence on you, at least, you know, talking to you, whatnot. How big was it for him to be a part of your basketball journey? How um, much did he help out with that? Yeah, uh, I can't thank both my parents enough, um, specifically my dad growing up. He used to coach for Cedar Rapids Jefferson High School, so I was always going to those practices um, ever since I can remember, four or five years old. Um, going at three o'clock to five thirty every day and then sometimes shooting another hour afterwards just with him. But he put in countless hours with me in the backyard, um, in the gym, traveling tournaments over the years. Um, and then always positive teaching me the game. And that's kind of where I got all my knowledge from was from him and just kind of absorbing all that information over the years. But I really can't thank him enough. He was always my coach growing up. Um, fifth sixth, fifth grade sixth grade seventh grade and all those tournaments traveling around the country um with all my best friends too that those are memories that'll last a lifetime and that's half the battle of you know trying to learn the game playing the game really well winning but making those memories are gonna last a lifetime is such a 
thing that sports, why I say we need sports for these kids, because those are memories to help them become better people. For sure. Yeah. <clears throat> so kind of my last one about basketball, we're going to get some, some more fun questions. But uh, what okay. does it actually take to be a D1 basketball player? I mean, I know it's a lot of talent too, but what are some key components you think that, you know, we could tell people who are listening to this, you really need to become a D1 basketball player? Yeah, I mean, there's just no days off, um, especially when you get here. But even before that, like, I was – you got to put in a ton of time and effort to get to that um, that place and to be seen by these coaches to get there. But, uh, yeah, especially when you get down here to the Division One level, anywhere across the country, um, you you got to bring your best every day or a guy behind you or the guy in front of you is just going to knock you down. Um, you can't take any plays off, any drills off, because everybody's gunning for your spot, um, even guys that aren't even on the team. Um, are gunning for your spot because everybody, I mean, everybody wants to, to play at this level. So you just, you really have to, one thing I'll say is you really have to bring it um, 24 seven, uh, five days a week, you know, in a, whether it's a one-on-one drill, an open gym, or just a set at bench in the weight room, just little things like that. You just always have to go hundred percent. That is, you know, what every coach harps on. I'm really glad you're saying it as well. So then it's not, you know, me trying to tell my athletes, like, hey, just do this, do this. But from you hearing that makes me, you know, I did the same exact thing. Every sprint, everything that I did, so much extra stuff. And granted, yeah. I had to a lot of times with my recovery stuff. But you have to put in that work just to get to, you know, to even touch your potential. Mm-hmm. And I think you've definitely done that with your hard work. And I definitely knew you did because anytime we were even in PE or anything like that, you're getting up shots. You know, we could all be playing some other game, but you're just getting up shots, doing your thing and whatnot. So just those little things, constantly working on it. Yeah. Um, just never – yeah, never taking plays off, never taking days off. I mean, it's okay to take an off day once in a while, but when you're in the gym, just making sure you're getting stuff done and always getting better and not, not regressing. Yep, when you're there, you're there 100%. You grind it out for those two, two and a half hours, three, whatever it may be for that practice, and after, you know, you catch your break. Yep. Totally agree with you. All right, awesome. This has been, you know, a phenomenal interview. We're going to keep things moving, though. And I heard and I listened to a few other podcasts that you were on. You're a pretty decent golfer. So what's been some of your recent scores and whatnot? Can you teach me a few tricks here as me trying to go into my retirement plan of golfing? Um, yeah. Recent scores. Give me kind of some of that jazz. Yeah, I've played golf a lot, um, especially once that COVID happened and quarantine and everything like that. And I've always played golf. I played in high school a little bit. It was never great. It was always flirting with the varsity team on the JV team. But I've definitely gotten a lot better since high school. I wish I was as good as I am now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I shot a 39 on the front nine at Finkbine, actually, the other day, which is a tough course in Iowa City. Um, I shot a 75 at Brown Deer on 18 holes, which oh. is my low for my lifetime so far. But that's crazy. A couple lessons, so that helps. My dad got me that for my birthday, so that definitely helped me out with a few things, keeping the ball straighter. But uh, yeah, I go with a lot of my teammates. Jack Nunji likes to play. Jordan Bohannon, my Connor McCaffrey, and actually Luca Garza's picked up the game a little bit. Oh, uh, big man out there getting some cracks at it. Yeah, he uses my clubs. They're a little short for him, but uh, a lot of the guys on the team like to play. We'll get about eight guys, and we'll do a four v four best shot and stuff like that. It gets pretty competitive. But uh, it's 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 a fun sport. It's a sport you can play for, for the rest of your life. That's kind of why I love it. Um, I especially like to watch golf as well. Um, there was a big tournament last weekend, so when I watch golf, it makes me want to go play as well. It's just uh, it's just so expensive, which is as a college <laughs> kid, it makes it hard to play all the time. 
Yeah, I totally agree. It actually is pretty fun. And I've went golfing a few times this summer trying to work on it. But right now, every time I drive, it's either like actually half decent or I'm shaking it into the woods. And yep. then how kind of how I play is how many balls I come with. Hopefully, I leave more with. So I I'm like in the that. woods searching for it. I pick up some balls. But uh, I've been playing some best shot. And sometimes they've been using my balls. So I'm kind of getting excited. I'm gradually, you know, slowly getting better. Well, there you go. I wouldn't necessarily consider golf really. You're more of a, a power guy, football. <laughs> oh yeah, and speeds. Golf's a little. My golf might be a little slow for you. You know, you're you're a speed guy. One of the fastest guys I know growing up. So, I can see you might struggle at golf a little bit. <laughs> yeah, like you said, I am. You know, I try to just go at it, and I just gotta sit back and relax. I think that's also a good thing. Why you're, you know, grad growing really well at it and a decent golfer. Yeah. It's because you can relax. Okay, think about the little things. Think about all the little technique stuff. Because right. shooting basketball, it does have a lot of technique. And once you get it down, you're set. Right, 100%. A lot of correlations with those. Yeah, I'm definitely going to go out a lot more after a full year of working and whatnot and golf a ton and go out with people. Because it is such a very fun game just to do with your friends. 100%. Yeah, it's a good time to, uh, to set a date with someone, make a tea time good time to hang out it's about takes about four hours so it's a good way to catch up with old friends you haven't seen in a while too and make new friends as well totally agree like i said if you're listening to this podcast go out and golf go out find a buddy or what Nah, it doesn't matter if you're too good you can come golf with me and we'll probably look like really good after some bad (laughs) shots we take all right so we talked about your past and your present right now but Austin, what is next moving on, you know, uh, for the next, you know, two years or whenever you are done with Iowa basketball, what do you want to do moving forward? Yeah. Um, ideally, uh, I'll finish up my basketball career here and then I'd like to get into coaching. So what that might look like is a grad assistant job, um, anywhere. I have no plans at this cause I'm obviously still playing, but, uh, yeah, getting a grad assistant job somewhere for a couple of years, maybe two or three and, just kind of going from there. I mean, the coaching world is very unpredictable, so it's hard to say, but hopefully get an assistant job somewhere, maybe smaller to start, and just kind of work my way up from there. And eventually, uh, 15, 20 years, hopefully get a head coaching job somewhere um, at the Division One basketball level. So that's the goal. I mean, I got an open mind. Um, I'm not against some other things, but ideally I want to be around the game of basketball as long as I can. Um, it's something I'm passionate about and love to do, so we'll see uh, where it takes me. Writing down my notes, I definitely put, you know, coaching is that in the future. And I can definitely see you as a coach in the future. Like you said, you have so much IQ about the basketball game. I still learned from you today just talking to you and whatnot mm-hmm. about basketball when we talk from time to time. And I definitely see it in your future. And I hope you do it to hope benefit those kids, those future athletes. Yeah. And that's so cool that you're thinking, you know, grad assistant. I think that's a great coaching start. I know one of my good buddies got a – the assistant job down in some Texas school for football. Yeah. And now he's a coach there. He's a wide receivers coach. Um, shout out Riley Bell. But uh, he did that kind of like same route. He got a great coaching. You got a D3. Um, I think it might be D2 um, school. But like that's what you got to love about it. You got to love the process of it. Like right now I'm coaching here at Davenport West. You know, my first coaching gig. So we're excited. And then hopefully, like you said, down the years on the road, get that head coaching job. You know, that's our, you know, every coach's goal. Right. Yeah, you kind of got to get a little lucky. Surround yourself with good people, uh, people that know the game, wherever you're at, whatever sport. Um, and hopefully those people will eventually that are higher up than you will help you out down the road. It's kind of the way I look at it. 
Totally agree. Like you said, it is so unpredictable, and that's why you can't really plan, oh, I'm going here, I'm going here, because you don't know yet, and you got to focus on what you're doing now, obviously. Right. But coaching can switch just like that. One person gets the head coach or assistant job, like, hey, we got a position open, come coach for us, and you're set. Yep. Sweet, Austin. So now this is – I've seen this. It was one of the news uh, – takes on I think it was you and whatnot or the Iowa basketball team and all the guys were saying like playing horse Austin always wins Austin always wins in horse so who's the closest person to ever beat you or beat you in horse most recently yeah we uh before practice after practice we play a lot of different shooting games um not uh or pig horse we have a game called two ball which you have a partner or we'll just do spot shooting where someone picks a spot and we'll see who makes the most out of five or ten but yeah um I usually do pretty well on those. Um, Jordan and Bohannon can really shoot it, though. <laughs> usually about split um, if we play some type of game. He can really shoot it, and he can really shoot it from deep, and that's where normally um, I can pick up some shots on people is from farther out. Um, also, C.J. Frederick um, is a totally knockdown shooter. Um, he can he can give me a run for my money as well. Um, those two guys are the names that come to mind. Lucas, sometimes when he gets hot, he can stay with me. Um, he always plays with the chip on his shoulder when I challenge him, so – that's so cool i mean we're looking like i said earlier looking at these guys on the screen and you're playing horse with little jobo you're over here like hey whatever i'll shoot this shot i go split with them i hang with them like that just puts a huge smile on my face like just thinking how cool that is for you yeah um it's a lifelong dream come true uh made a lot of my best friends down here as well guys that i didn't know going into college like all the guys i live with are my best friends became really close with jack nungy as well um, pretty much everybody, all the guys on the team are really close, which is one thing I really love about uh, the university. That's been a lot of things I've been hearing from you is how close everyone is. Team chemistry is really high. And you are going to meet a lot of your best friends throughout college. That's why I did this podcast with uh, Zach Yankovic. He is my co-host, not here tonight. But we're one of the best friends. We always want to do this. Now we can do that after we both play together. And like you said, some of my best friends have been from playing sports in college. So, that's so cool. It's working out for you as well. Yeah, for sure. All right. And then kind of like the big question, if there's anything else, but the big question I've been really waiting for is if Here. we play 2K, who's winning? Who are you putting down for 2K? You and me. All right. I, you're a competitive son of a gun, so I don't know. <laughs> I haven't played. I haven't even got 2K21 yet. I don't know. If I haven't have. either. So we'd probably have to play 2K20. Oh, I, easy. I don't know. I, I'm not going to bet against myself. I'll say that. Oh, you can't. I think, it, I think it'd be a close game. I, I'm not a big video. I used to be really big into video games freshman year of college. Um, in high school, you know, I played 2K a lot. Oh, yeah. Uh, Call of Duty, stuff like that. But, you know, not as much anymore. I have tried Fall Guys a little bit. Um, Fortnite, obviously. Oh, uh, two, Yeah, 2K is fun. Um, I just haven't really played it as much as I used to. I didn't even – because I normally I have it already pre-ordered, the new one and everything. Mm-hmm. I just didn't do it this year. I don't know why. I'm, I don't know why. But maybe I'm still taking myself, though. Still oh, of myself. course. You know, <laughs> me being competitive, I'm going to take myself. But I'm on the same page. I have not pre-ordered 2K21. I didn't, and I haven't gotten it yet. Just yeah. because, you know, I'm loving 2K20, what they're doing with the game right now. And I'm kind of like an every-year guy, like every other year. Like, okay, I'll get it again after that one kind of gets That's smart. and whatnot. But, uh yeah, oh, we definitely have to play. I know we did a bunch back in high school, so hopefully, you know, some one of these days we can, you know, get on the sticks again and whatnot. 
Yep, you used to have those tournaments, euchre tournaments, everything. Like oh, that. man, all, all the time. That's one thing I do miss is playing all those euchre tournaments, playing a lot of cards. I didn't do that as much in uh, college because that just wasn't the thing. So those yeah. are definitely the times I missed there. Yeah, it was good talking to you, Mickey. Yes, thank you. Do you have anything else for me? If not, I'll kind of close us out. Uh, not much. I hope the listeners know that you were a very solid JV basketball player. <laughs> starting, I think I was the shooting guard. You might have been the starting point guard. I think I was. Yeah, I think that was with Pershing back in the – oh, yeah. I was. Yeah, always had my back out there. I remember at Waynesburg, some kid gave me a little shove, and you you shoved him right back into the wall. Put him. In oh, the I can't believe you brought that up. For the listeners, yes, this yep. is one of my clear stories. So – it was going back and forth and whatnot, and Austin did kind of a hard foul, and the ref didn't blow it. So me being, especially in my JV days, a little bit more hot-headed, full-on shoulder into the dude, into the wall. I remember, I think Coach Tim was still there, or uh, might have been something like that. I don't know if that was the year he left and whatnot, but came over to me and was just yelling at me. I'm like, yes, I know I did something wrong. Put me on the bench. Like, I know yeah. I did it wrong. Yeah, um, had my back. <laughs> yes, uh, definitely have your back, Austin. I love seeing you succeed. You're one of those people who, you know, really took life and said, I'm going to get the fullest out of it. And I just really applaud you and let you know right now, I'm always watching. I'm looking at all the success you're having. And I always retweet, you know, hype you up when I'm talking to other people because yep. you're doing it. And I just really appreciate that and love seeing it. Yeah, I appreciate you, Mickey. I know you've always supported me throughout the years. Awesome. Yes. And this is the recap of this interview, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Austin, thank you for getting on. I know you're one of the first guys, like I said, I wanted to interview and I'm so happy we got this. A great, great interview. A lot of stuff here. So I just want to say once again, thank you. Yep. Awesome. Yes. Have a great night, everyone. Have a great night, Austin and go Hawks. Yes, sir.